Wrestling with Chase, <laughs> your one-stop shop for nope. Are you <sighs> kidding? We're not starting over, so sit with what you did. I'm listening. I'm learning, <laughs> and this is Wrestling with Chase, your one-stop haunt for all things spooky, bitchy, Buffy, and more. I am Grant Jacoby. I'm Bailey Bennett, and I think it is worth noting that this is the first time Bailey and I are recording in person since what february 2020 january 2020 julie has been so long in classic us fashion we are sitting too far apart to even touch each other which is how i preferred yeah exactly i Um, i have to say that i have a very like clocked memory mm -hmm. Mm pre-pandy where we were recording and your roommates were in the process or just had come back from like panic shopping, which was actually like not panic oh, shopping. Oh, yes. And which was actually real shopping because we needed the toilet paper. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, um, I remember like chatting with them afterwards and they're like, oh, like blah, 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 like this like coronavirus. I remember like literally being like, it's going to be like swine flu. Like <laughs> it's going to be fine. Like cue like two days later and we did not see each other in person for a literal year. I, I mean, we all left our offices for quote unquote two weeks and it will be a full two years before (laughs) I'm back at my desk. Like it's anyway, you guys don't need us to rehash COVID to you, do you? No, but I will say that after you and I did not see each other for a very, very long time in person, Mm -hmm. we're on a real like streak of seeing each other in person. That's true. This is the fourth time we've seen each other in person in a month. Honestly, shocking because we are not social people. <laughs> no, literally turned 30 and was like, could not be more introverted. Absolutely. Like, cannot leave my house. Like COVID was like a blessing in disguise. I'm like, now I can just have an excuse to not leave my bed. Good for you, babe. <laughs> um, yeah. So we are recording at Grant's house. It is, we're in a slightly cavernous space we are. and it is raining. So I don't know what sort of yeah. ASMR you guys are getting Here at this time. Some light pitter patter mm-hmm. of um, some raindrops. Yes. And as per usual, we have to apologize for the state of the audio before we even know what it sounds like. We, we have to, we never not apologize. We have never to do not it. Apologize. So. <laughs> But we're thrilled to be here to talk about season three of Buffy. Finally, Mm. we're really getting into the good stuff now. Yeah, we are. Some might claim Mm -hmm. the peak. Some might. Some. I'm not even saying me. I did just say to Bailey right before we started recording that I'm very much on the fence if I think season three or season five is my favorite. Mm -hmm. I do have this like 
burning sensation in my loins of excitement to talk about this, it also might be the shandy that I'm drinking. Or a UTI. I mean, <laughs> or a UTI. there's no way to know. No, I'm there's literally no way to know. I'm thrilled. I, yeah. Grant is, Grant is drinking alcohol. I'm, I am sipping on a diet Coke that has ice in it. So you're probably going to hear some clinking just so oh, that some, again, some more ASMR. Exactly. So just like to hit all of the points, we're just going to describe our beverages to you and then mm. we can continue to move on. But, um, yeah, I'm I'm thrilled about this. I, I have so many feelings about season three, and there are reasons for me. I love it, but there are reasons why I don't love it as much as I could. Because there's one episode. For because Spike. Spike is only in yeah. one episode, which is actually a, so criminal. It's like, what the fuck is that? Um, but for other reasons, and I don't want to, I mean, I don't, uh, I, I don't want to get right into it, but I'll just say as a teaser, mm-hmm. I don't love faith. And I know that that, I know yeah. that's not very acceptable. Well, I will say, I do think that is a previously unpopular opinion that has become, at least what I've seen mm-hmm. in the various like BTVS accounts I follow is actually seems to be like a not that unpopular opinion. And I think a lot of the love for faith comes from the I'll say sapphic undertones of the season and the relationship mm-hmm. between Buffy and Faith. And I think when we actually take a step back to examine her character, there's some things I want to discuss. And oh, for sure. we will get into it. <laughs> but we also must note that anytime Eliza Dushku is on our screens, we are all masturbating. I mean <laughs> I can't look directly at her. Yeah, you, it's, it's like it's, looking at the sun. You got to be like, oh, it's just too good. The dimple? It's so sexual. If, for me, it's like the sunken back, like, eyes. like It's like your perpetual eyeliner look. Oh, my gosh. You're like, And oh. all the leather, just like the dark angel princess that she yeah, is. Yeah, literally step on my neck mm-hmm. and ruin my life. So... Uh, <laughs> I guess to just get into, okay. So like season three, we're fa- mm-hmm. in, falling in, falling in the Buffy arc is the, the end of the high school years. So this is yes. really a culmination of a lot mm-hmm. of things. And from here after season three, things really change in the Buffy verse, because of course, after this finale is when some of our main players uh, exit the show mm-hmm. to go to angel, which Again, I've been working on it for about four months. Yeah, still, where, where still about halfway that? through season two. <laughs> Babe, right. I can't do it. And we can We're talk. We it. can talk more about Angel as a character. Um, but and then, of course, we've got all of the rest of our main players leaving high school. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about this uh, in a previous episode. But I, I always think I think a lot of people in the Buffy fandom think of of Buffy as sort of these two main chunks so we've got the high school years and then we've got the more adult years in five six and seven and then four is this sort of like transition time a little messy but we'll talk about that next time they were briefly like do we want to see them in college and then they were like nope (laughs) (laughs) um yeah exactly that so um but yeah we're not not talking about college yet we're here to talk about High school. Do you want to, I mean, do you want to give us a little overview of the season? I mean, there's so much that goes on. 
Absolutely. So and before you get into that, this is what we've, what you and I were talking about recently. The thing that is so good about season three as a, like season two has got some banger episodes, mm-hmm. but it also has some real stinkers and Ooh, season. Clunk, oh my God. Clunk. Season three. There are not a lot of extreme. There's not yeah. a lot of fat back to front bops minus like one or two at the yes. only, but only at the beginning. Yes, I agree. Like really I'm more interested in the overall arc of season 2, but I will mm. absolutely say there are very few bad episodes in season 3. What's great about yeah, I could not agree more and to add on to that, I think that with season two, you can pinpoint the best episodes. You're talking about becoming parts one and two. You're talking about um, surprise and innocence. Yes, you you got these like these moments that are super iconic, best in the canon. Mm-hmm. Whereas with season three, you're like you got hit after hit after mm-hmm. hit. It's like truly like it's so hard to choose, mm-hmm. and there's so many fun ones. Very fun. Yeah, there's a lightness to season three, whereas season two was super dark because yeah. of the angelus storyline um but picking up where season two left off obviously buffy has killed angel tears she sure did and abruptly left sunnydale Mm -hmm. because that's what one does when one kills one's soulmate Mm -hmm. or ex soulmate sure because he lost his soul but i guess he got oh okay Mm -hmm. all right (laughs) and now she's living in la under the name of Anne, which is her middle name. Uh-huh. And we've got a, a blip of her there, which I guess we can talk about at later. At, I, don't, I don't know. The episode of Anne. Yeah, is, we don't actually ever have to talk about Anne again. Yeah, that's fine. Um, she returns to Sunnydale and no one appreciates her trauma. And and we have a dead and we have a dead man's party. We sure do. Where Joyce. Joyce's friend puts on the grinder mask and Joyce's lover. Let's be clear. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. They got those moo's on and they were down to clown. And just fully dies. Like yes. that woman dies. <laughs> fully dies twice. Like, yeah. Killed and then Ooh. gets a full on shovel mm-hmm. right in between, mm-hmm. right in the cabeza. Um, but yeah, the overall arc of season three is kind of like obviously coming off of season two, but like back to high school, Buffy's reinstated as a student and we're introduced to the aforementioned faith mm-hmm. who is the new slayer who is, not resurrected, but like called after Kendra's death Mm -hmm. and was kind of like the foil, Mm -hmm. the yin to Buffy's yang. She's a dark lady. (laughs) Right. Again, as we said, hot. So hot. So (laughs) hot. Um, Horny. Very horny. Really, really horny. Like, yeah. Yeah. Faith. It's interesting because season two makes sex to be like death. Yeah. if, If you fuck, your lover will try to kill you. Right. Whereas Faith comes in and is like, she just straight up fucks. Mm-hmm. And also later sexually assaults Xander, but we'll get to that. We really will. Um, but yeah, the overall, overall arc of season three as it keeps going is kind of this like senior year. We meet the mayor, which we later learn has been the mayor forever uh-huh. and has this diabolical plan to, Turn into a big snake. Which I never really understand. Like, what was the point of that? To, like, take over the world or, like, destroy the world. It's it's always a little unclear sometimes with these big bets. Honestly, I think that Spike puts it best at the end of season two, where he's mm-hmm. like, I like the world. The I world know. has people in it. Yes. To paraphrase. Yeah. Um, where it's like, like, why do they want to 
Like, what does that accomplish? You've got yeah. nothing to eat. So true. <laughs> um, and as the season progresses, we see, so oh, oh, have to mention, Angel comes back to life for what reason? Do so, we ever know? So unclear. Fully just falls out of the sky. Yeah, which, but he was coming out of out from hell, right? In theory? Yeah. Although you do see a glimpse of butt crack when he comes back. So. And so that makes it all worth it. <laughs> I don't need any more explanation. Comes back V feral. Yeah. And we've got this like, like Buffy, like, do I want to be back with him? He was evil. I'm also dating Scott Hope and he's a piece of shit. Oh, and, Scott. Oh, Scott. Yeah. Um, so definitely, I feel like the overall theme like is that emerges very quickly is like growing up, like aging out of this high school world. Um, we also have at the start of the season, you have uh, Xander and, Cordelia is still dating mm-hmm. and Oz and Willow still dating. And then we get the very, very, very unfortunate storyline that honestly tanks season three for me more so than anything else, which is really that Xander and Willow randomly just start making out. Yeah. I mean, for, for what purpose? The purpose of bringing Spike back for one single episode. Like I, one, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it didn't, I think it infuriates me more so in rewatch because we know where Willow is going. Yeah. In her queer journey. And it's like, really, you're going to detour to Xander. I really think it was just that they sort of dropped the ball on making it happen sooner. And I think that they were toying around with the storyline earlier in season one and two, when it would have made more sense for their characters probably. And then like, they didn't make it happen and then decided they were like still going to try it for season three. And I mean, perhaps honestly, logistically it could have just been a device to break up Xander and Cordelia. That's what I think it was. So Cordelia could leave. And I think it gives her more reason uh, to like by the end of the season, she's still pretty disaffected with Sunnydale and, and all of their friend group, you know, like it gives her a reason to break off and go to angel. That's interesting. I definitely saw an interview though with charisma Carpenter recently as she's been talking more candidly about her experience on Buffy mm-hmm. as we alluded to or not alluded to <laughs> fully referenced in right. episode one of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, which is that at the when season three wrapped, Joss came to her and said, do you want to come back for season four or do you want to go to Angel? And she chose to go to Angel as like, like a, this might like high risk, high reward. Yeah. And to be like a in, series, to be like the, in the, the main cast. Yes. It, like this might flop, but I could be the lead leading lady. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sure that could still be true and they still could have had that plan in place for longer than she was aware of. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, we get this like very weird, like, and this maybe is also indicative of the late nineties where it's like, truly they were just making out. It was never like, we're fucking, we're yeah, like, that's true. It was like, I want to kiss your ear. Like, yeah. Ew. But in your, wearing like yeah. a full length, like black ball gown. And he's like, yeah. I'm never more attracted to you. Yeah. Well, you're, what you're saying though is interesting that it's like with the introduction of faith, I think season three does get sexier, but we oh, still yeah. are not at the adult levels that we get to starting in season four, but really, blossoming in season six. I was going to say, <laughs> Willow might be wearing a floor length gown, but she's not getting finger banged in a floor length skirt. That's, 
You're, and it, you're so right. <laughs> that, is, that is yet to come in a future episode. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, we've got this like cheating scandal, which breaks up Xander and Cordelia, but begets arguably one of the best arcs, which is The Wish and Doppelgangland, which is this alternate reality. That's so good. Also the introduction of Anya. Who uh-huh. to thunk? Right. Who to thunk? If I would love to talk to someone like who truly watched this show back in 1999 to be like, did you, what was it like to watch like literally what could have been a one-off character become? Yeah. I think because they were like, Emma Caulfield's great. Like, I I really think that they loved her. I loved her. I also think that after Charisma Carpenter left, they needed needed that like ditzy comic relief, Mm -hmm. but also with like a lot of like heart and, an, ex- an extreme cynicism. Yes. You, yeah. need, you need that energy. Mm-hmm. Um, but continuing on the season, we've got like, again, a lot of just like what they did so well in the season is that there are a lot of one-off episodes that don't have a lot of consequences. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, did there. <laughs> um, in later seasons or even in, in this season in particular. Right. But they just fucking slap it's just like I these mean, episodes are bangers you band got, candy you got band oh, band candy hot um i like gingerbread i hate gingerbread okay. so much but we can discuss um, you've got helpless you've got the zeppo doppelgangland aforementioned um really just like fun shenanigans that are ensuing as the season continues again more effort is put into this kind of like foil of faith to Buffy, especially Mm -hmm. I would argue, I think you would agree flimsily that faith switches sides at a certain point. Oh yeah. It's, it's a very fast we, yeah. And we'll get into faith more, but yeah, finish off. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, no, please. No, no. I, I want to talk about faith after we've finished this Um, overview. Faith ends up aligning herself with the mayor Mm -hmm. and Buffy then becomes her enemy. She tries to, switch Angel to be on her side. Oh, and also, by the way, at a certain point, the rest of the group becomes aware that Angel is alive. And right. once again, they blame Buffy for it and all, like minimize her trauma. The Honestly, the <sighs> only person who has any true point <laughs> being like, what the fuck is Giles? I I'd agree. like to say when he's like, when he's like, he tortured me. Remember yeah, that? Like, like, don't you for, like, did you not forget that? Ugh. But mm-hmm. honestly, anything that, Giles says, I'm like, you're right, daddy. Oh my God. Uh, (laughs) Literally him and band candy. I, the older I get, the more I am really affected by that particular performance. Yeah. It's, um, it's overwhelming. Mm -hmm. It's all consuming and it is persistent. Mm -hmm. The unspeakable feelings. I feel. Yeah. Watching him in that episode. Uh huh. I don't want to, spoil anything from season five but again like this is a spoiler full episode uh-huh. the body uh-huh. when joyce dies i think i alerted you to this and i'm shocked that you didn't know there's a sh- very short scene of giles oh, yes. in his apartment oh, yeah drinking whiskey and listening to the record that he and joyce listened to in band candy full body chills just like having a moment thinking about her Anyway, <laughs> no, so glorious. I, th- I mean, th- I, th- I thought you were going to point to a different ep- moment in season five, which I, I guess I won't spoil later, but like literally th- there are so many moments and we've said this before. 
but I'm going to reiterate that watching the show as a child slash young adult, mm-hmm. it was always about Angel. And for me, as I hate to admit it, Xander. He's hot and, in and the early you, seasons. Spike, like, they were and like, for me, Spike always and forever. <laughs> <laughs> but then as an adult, you would go back and you're like, oh, but no, Giles was fucking it. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, where was I? Again, the season is so horny. <laughs> <laughs> Or is that just us? I, yeah, I can't tell. Like, huh. <laughs> um, as the season progresses, as I mentioned, Angel is now back in the fold. He and Buffy are kind of, again, very on and off. They do end up breaking up mm-hmm. right before the prom, which... IDK. Yeah, it's, it is what it is. But the season culminates with the showdown with the mayor and a, a showdown between Faith and Buffy after... Faith has shot an arrow, a poisonous arrow, into Angel, which can only be cured with the blood of a slayer. And Buffy's like, well, mm, let me bring you Faith. Uh-huh. Attacks her, stabs her. Could fully have incapacitated her, but instead decides to like watch her fall off a ledge. The, it is so unclear. That entire plot line, and we've talked about the logistics of this before, when, when Buffy offers herself to Angel instead, and he like fully drains her body of blood and she survives no problem. Whereas yeah, but how sexual is that scene? I mean, Ugh. I guess for you, whatever, but the amount of times that we've seen someone on this show, I know. And who wasn't a slayer. And yes. I understand that, yes. but the amount of times we've seen people <laughs> die from like Ow. a single bite. <laughs> yes. I, I just, I don't understand. <laughs> it's supremely unclear. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's more so as, as Buffy shows up in those like fucking red leather pants that's All dressed went, up in big sister's clothes. Yeah, she's fully dressed like yeah. Faith. Oh, it's oh, it's so hot. Um, I just can't believe that she stabs Faith. Faith's literally on the ledge, and Buffy's like sitting there, like, lying down, like like oh, like what am I going to do? And like go grab her. Like you already you already stabbed her. Like just yeah, do it. Like it's, you're eighty percent of the way there. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, the season culminates with the showdown with the mayor, who has decided to turn into a giant snake, and the Scooby gang rallies all of the other graduating seniors to fight back against the mayor and his minions of vampires mm-hmm. on graduation day to an epic defeat. High school is over. High school is literally blown up. Willow also loses her virginity to Oz. Do they right. fuck in the back of a van or is that? I think so. Yeah. When Xander uses his quote unquote military training, yeah. you know, you know how they use that device for like three full seasons? Yeah, thank God that that one blip of an episode, he really <laughs> retained that information. But yeah, that's okay. So yeah. th- that was a rambling way of overviewing season three. I mean, obviously, like, there's miss- so much. There's, there's so much. I mean, again, we have the alternate reality of the wish. We get to mm-hmm. see Willow come back as a vampire again oh in my God. Gangland. Really Dark, Dark Willow is one of my favorite yeah, previewing characters. The fact that she... Or Vampire Willow. Will be... Yeah, not Dark Willow. They're, um, yeah, but they're one and the same. That's true. Bored now. But again, previewing that she's going to Sorry. be <laughs> very gay soon. Which very is true. Very fun to see. In retrospect, also we have the very controversial episode, I will say, of Earshot. Mm-hmm. Which, to be fair, is one of my favorite episodes. Mm-hmm. I think it's so... So funny. Some of my favorite comedic moments are actually in that episode. Um, well, where, that's why you find out that that Giles and, and Joyce fucked on the cop yes, twice. You had sex with my mother? <laughs> or, you know, no, no. Um, but um, 
which was delayed. It was supposed to air in either... So looking at IMDb, the previous episode, Enemies, aired in March of 1999, and the subsequent episode, Choices, aired in May 1999. So it definitely was a big gap because of the Columbine massacre. Well, then then they actually air... Your- Earshot yes. later. Yes. Like, so, so Earshot is still in the canon episode 18 between enemies and choices, but was then wasn't actually aired until September of 1999. Mm-hmm. Um, right before season four premiered because the episode does talk about school shootings mm-hmm. and just the concept of killing a bunch of high schoolers. Mm-hmm. And after Columbine, Understandably so. Yeah. They chose not to air that episode, but it and we is. should we should say that it it ends up that that was not Jonathan's intention. He he actually intended to only commit suicide for for some reason with like with a, a sniper rifle. Yeah, so that's unclear. <laughs> um <laughs> not the most logical choice. Yeah. But I, I don't know if they approach it with the most nuance, but no. it's it hasn't aged terribly. No, I actually think it's, I think because because of that, Mm -hmm. I think had it been a true school shooting episode, which we've seen done many, many times on many, many shows since then, it's done with this like, like level of, um, I'm thinking of like Degrassi when like Drake gets shot. Oh yeah. And then paralyzed. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like, it's like, (laughs) uh, done with this level of, like this is like the the disaster episode. Like this is like the pinnacle mm-hmm. of like, oh, like all this shit happens. Like this is crazy. Whereas this was just like an episode of the week. They just they were just trying to like have some fun and being like, um, spoiler alert. Turns out the lunch lady was trying to poison everyone. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean. Okay. So. Did I miss anything? No, I don't think so. I I, I think that I've alluded to this enough times that I think that we should just like dive into a little bit of a discussion about faith because she yes, really please. she really is. Um, such a huge part of this season. And this really is the Buffy season that she is by far the most involved in. You know, of Mm -hmm. course, we see her again briefly in season four um, and season seven, but like this is really her her substantial arc. And the thing that... Did you... Okay, Mm -hmm. are you... So, sorry to interrupt. I saw her arc on Angel, yeah. Cool. Which which has... We'll get to that. It has helped a little bit with her character for me. Um, but so the thing that I find uh, very successful about her character is, is the, the, the idea of her being the dark foil to Buffy Mm -hmm. and the foreshadowing of some of the aspects of faith that I think will become a part of Buffy later on. Like Mm -hmm. even when you see Buffy, like we were talking about dressed up like faith, that's just when, like, that's just how so she dresses. But she just dresses that way in seasons yeah. five and six. Like, she just, like, that is, there's very much a transition for for Buffy as well once Faith is in her life from wearing these, like, f- you know, fuzzy pink sweaters and being this sort of innocent high school student to what she will become later on. Um, but I don't, I don't know that, for me, the way the character is written could have been more successful than it was. I think the thing that I struggle with with Faith is 
she's more problematic than we give her credit for. And I think yeah. she's very, she's a character that's, that's pretty easily forgiven um, by both the characters in the show and more so by the audience. Um, I think the fact that if, because, you know, Eliza Dushku is who she is, she's so attractive. She's so charismatic. She's like very fun in many ways, but I think like is also extremely dark. And one thing to, to talk about for sure that you alluded to earlier, fully sexually assault Sander. And that is, and, and this happens in, uh, I believe that this that this happens in consequences. Um, that sounds right. So, and this is we're ta- you know there's there's the whole there's there's a bit of an arc with with Faith and Xander in this season. He loses his virginity to her in the Zeppo, mm-hmm. which I actually enjoy that episode. It's one of, one of the few episodes we have that's really told from Xander's perspective in a way that I think works. And I think, you know, you really sympathize with him in that episode. But so he loses his virginity to her in that episode. And it's consensual, but it's a very much this power dynamic. I'll steer you around the curves. Uh Uh-huh. Where, you know, it's it's a little questionable. But then, like, in, in consequences, she goes back for more when she's sort of in this spiral after she's killed the deputy mayor um and xander you know i can get through to her we have this special right like xander no yes and xander you know is trying to help her ostensibly and she absolutely forces herself on him and is violently sexually strangling him to the point where she might have killed him if she hadn't been interrupted um and it's not we hardly ever talk about it in the buffy verse there are unfortunately it's not you know certainly not the only instance of sexual assault in the buffy verse but we talk about the other ones a lot um and other characters are expected rightly expected to do a lot more penance for those sorts of things (laughs) um yeah we'll get to that in season six Uh more so but i do i honestly think this comes down to like gender stereotypes and the notion that if it is a man committing an assault Mm -hmm. it is assault and if the woman is committing the assault Mm -hmm. it's overlooked in the same way that you hear stories of female teachers taking advantage of male students Mm -hmm. and they're like it's like oh like good for you dude right it's like Mm -hmm. no that's that is still sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no other way to put it. Yeah. Um, and I think actually you were the one who pointed out to me, because truly I never, honestly, like I just never really took stock of that scene that much. But once you pointed uh-huh. out, I was like, oh shit, you're right. It's yeah. like very, very, very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that a flaw of the show, I will say, is the writers have certain ideas of where they want to go. Yep. And they're a great place to go. We'll talk, yep. I fully want to talk about this with season six mm-hmm. with Willow's addiction to magic. Yes. It's like, that's a great arc, but you skip several steps to get there. <laughs> they don't take, and it's, it's also there, there's not a lot of care given sometimes mm-hmm. to that journey. Exactly. And like we've talked about, we see these characters go through an immense amount of trauma and, 
very rarely are they good support systems for one another. Nope. They just love to like bring up any sort of past like grievance or like, well, mm-hmm. you did this once mm-hmm. and like you didn't tell me about this. Or to just sort of be like, Buffy, why aren't you over the fact that you sent your boyfriend to eternal hell? Yeah, that was like two months ago. I got over <laughs> it. Like, um, <laughs> which like, you know, is this a show that's entirely rooted in realism and realistic relationships? Yes. <laughs> You know, there's extremes that are happening at all times. But um, yeah, there's, you know, uh, I just I just have a little bit more trouble moving past some of her behavior. And you're right that her so she has for those of you who haven't watched Angel, there are you know, there is, I think, a, a three episode arc for Faith once she's left Sunnydale after season four, though. You're right. So yep. you do need to see the season four um, double episode of this year's girl and who, who are you? Who are you? I was mm-hmm. gonna say, who am I? Who am I? <laughs> um, but I will say like, I do like the idea of with when faith kills a deputy mayor, like, like killing a human by accident. That is fascinating. Totally. And her response to that, which is to like shut down and say, I don't care when mm-hmm. clearly she's just like wrestling with the trauma of killing a human. That is fascinating. But Mm -hmm. then to her to suddenly be like, I'm going to go work for the mayor. It comes out of nowhere. Totally. And, and if it was like built on it, well, clearly it is built on the fact that like, she has this like deep seated jealousy and hatred of Buffy for being like the golden child and being like the first slayer before Mm -hmm. her and Mm -hmm. having friends and family and blah, 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 blah. That's all interesting. And if they'd taken just like a little more time to see, because even if they like built up, because it's kind of there, the nature of the mayor grooming her and like he becomes her father figure again, like a foil to Giles. Like that is fascinating. Yeah. But we get there like super. Yes. Quick. And we don't ever really learn much about Faith's past or her backstory to fill in those holes as to why she is the way that she is and the way that she, and the, and why she falls prey to a figure like that. I mean, of course it's implied that she doesn't have not that Buffy has a wonderful upbringing either, but that she doesn't have the support systems even that Buffy has. Um, But also, but it's also problematic that no one on this show cares to be that for her. Exactly. Like faith is living in a shitty motel when the summers fully have a guest room. And it's like, again, that's just plot logistics. I'm sure. But like, you know, (laughs) that's sure is. Um, So yeah, I think, just in general, she's a character that could have been approached with a bit more nuance, but the I I, the idea was certainly there. And it's, you know, is Bad Girls the hottest episode of the entire series? Like, it's hard to say. Like, when they're sort of just... <laughs> Keyword hard. <laughs> just just them dancing at the bronze. Anyway. No, it's, it's, it's so good. I think that's the thing is, like, Faith is a character that's, like, 80% there mm-hmm. and like really is. And the fact that they do bring her back for season four and she has her arc on angel, a second arc on angel, and then comes back for season seven is a nice way to wrap up her arc in a way that it doesn't really get closure to. And mm-hmm. we're able to see her, her humanity a little more. Yeah. Which I think is important is that she's not an, she's not an evil person. She's just a very damaged person. But as you mentioned, we don't get to see the root of that damage. Mm-hmm. We just meet her and we're like, she's Buffy, but bad. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and for like, people, yeah, and then for people who don't watch Angel, when you when she leaves in season four uh, in a very destructive way, and then returns for when she returns for season seven, everyone's like about, like more sexual assault. I know, like, truly. Um, returns for season seven, and people are sort of like, "What are you doing here?" And then five seconds later it's fine like she just is there and you're like okay i guess she's i guess we're okay with faith being here now i will say my recollection of watching this as it aired was just excitement because Mm -hmm. when you are a part of this fandom you really start to for lack of better terms, just like stan these actors and actresses. Totally. Appear again. You get so excited. Oh, I love that faith returns at the end. And it makes sense. And you have, again, this kind of like this nature, because again, if you haven't watched angel, you see faith leave and it's kind of like, okay, there's unfinished business here. Mm -hmm. Whereas by the end of season seven, at least you have like buffing and faith come to some sort of agreement of like, they don't like each other that much, Mm -hmm. but they are, they were chosen to this greater good mm-hmm. and yeah, there's got to deal with that. Totally. All right. Do we want to talk about, I mean, we've, we've done like best and worst, like overrated, underrated episodes mm-hmm. for previous seasons. Like we said, it's going to be difficult for me. Like there's like many that I want to talk about, but maybe we can just touch on yeah, please. a few that we love. What Do about you? Grant? Order. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll give a, we'll give a, a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Oh yes. Tudor boot. Great. Please take it away. And uh, it's, it's a thumbs down a, for me. Yeah. It's a fine episode. It's, but it's, it feels almost like a bottle episode. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, like great. Yeah. We, we know she's going to go back to Sunnydale. So what's right. Like stop. Demon's party is a big boot. <laughs> big, boot. big boot. I, every time I watch an episode, it enrages me to see like, yes. Did Buffy just like skip town with no word? Of course. Mm-hmm. But the way that her friends, and family treat her is like so appalling. I, uh, always. Truly, they're just like, you went through more trauma than any like 16 year old should ever have to imagine. Mm-hmm. And why aren't you over it? But why didn't you call? Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, Faith, hope and trick. It's, it's not the most memorable. No, it's just it's, sort of a, it's just sort of an introductions episode. Yes. Beauty and the beasts. Hate. 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 That's okay. That's the low point for me is beauty and the beasts. Okay, I mean it's it's ext- it has aged so poorly. It so is so poorly the least nuanced view of an abusive relationship mm-hmm. <laughs> you'll see mm-hmm. <laughs> on this show. Um, homecoming, big toot, so Love fun, that. so fun. Honestly, any episode that can involve Buffy and Cordelia, mm-hmm. just going at it is so fun. Yeah, Slayer Fest, nineteen ninety nine, nineteen no, oh, nineteen ninety eight. Yep, you got it. Slayer Fest 98. There's a whole podcast called it. LOL. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, Slayer Fest 98 is like the most iconic like moment of like, let's just date this episode real quick. It's like, let's just. But it's so fucking funny. So good. So good. Um, I mean, band candy. Iconic. The The device, the actual device of that the plot hinges on of like, turning adults into children using chocolate so that you can steal their babies. It is poor. It is, does not make sense, but do I, do I fucking care? It's I band candy is literally just about hot Giles, hot Giles. And I just hot Joyce, hot Joyce. I mean, the cigarettes, cigarette box rolled up in. I'm sorry. (laughs) Sleeve of the t-shirt with a, 
ripper around the waist, a cigarette in the mouth, that, you know, that hair. Oh just, my God. Uh, earring. Earring. Yeah. yeah. It's really like, <laughs> yeah, Giles eats some candy and full on turns into just like a member of the clash. Absolutely. And as he should. I also just love, love Principal Snyder in that episode. So funny. He's, he really brings it. Wow, Summers, you drive like a spaz. <laughs> Okay, the next episode, Revelations. I would just like to say this this, this kicks off a, a trifecta of ep- episodes in this season that are just called just very generic words. Like, tell me, tell me, tell me what happens in Revelations. I can tell you. Consequences, enemies, or choices. I sure can. So Revelations is Gwendolyn Post. Sure. That one's very easy. It's, uh, okay, fine. I don't love that episode. It's it's fine. Um. Cons, uh, well, consequences we just talked about. Yes, that's the post... Post-killing yes. the deputy mayor. Enemies is when they pretend that Angel's been in jealous again. Okay. And choices is when Willow gets kidnapped. Yeah. But, but it's, no, mm-hmm. but you're, you're not wrong. They're really not that you're, memorable. No. Like, there's important things that happen in them, for yes. sure. But just as standalone episodes, they're not the sort of things where, like, you hear band candy, you know exactly what we're talking about. Precisely. Okay. Love, uh, lover's lover's walk. walk. Okay. okay, I want to speak about Lover's Walk for one. Yeah, for I one hate moment. Lover's Walk, but you love it, so let's talk about it. Okay, I fully understand your hatred for the Willow Xander plotline that plays out in this episode. I makes me. So I agree. Mad. It's it's not good. The reason that I love Lover's Walk, yes, because Spike is in it, and Spike is my one and only, and I'll defend him till the day I die. But. You're entitled to that. And and I and I understand the myriad of issues. Yeah, I'm not with here to yuck character. Yuck, so. Um but the the reason that I love this episode specifically is just because of the you get a ref, you get there, there's this reflective nature from season 2 where we mm-hmm. see Spike arrive to Sunnydale the exact same way he arrived in season 2 but is in a com- completely different context of this like broken-hearted person vampire where you really you do get to start to see a human side to him that we have that we haven't seen in any vampire besides angel which is i think starts to open up this world of we can have characters in this world who are who are vampires who don't have a soul but can still offer Mm -hmm. that level of humanity which i think is so much more interesting than having a vampire just be this soulless monster um i also don't think you could have I will say season four spike without having this episode. I agree. And the thing that I love the most about this episode is I think it's, there's so much foreshadowing the way that spike talks about love, the way that he talks about relationships. You know, he has this speech in, in lover's walk where he talks about how Buffy and angel will never be friends. You know, they'll fight and they'll shag and all of this till it kills them both, but they'll never be friends. This yeah. whole, this whole thing that gets repeated that is so in, it, it fits such so well into the future of what happens between him and, and Buffy um, and the way that he talks about this passion um, and the way that he thinks about love. I think you just see it play out for four more seasons, which I just think is so fascinating. I'll accept it. Great. I mean, the wish. The wish is, I mean, the wish and the double gangland double feature. Mm-hmm. That's probably the my favorite, you know, arc of the season. I would agree, and I do not think you could have one without the other. No, because watching the wish is 
if if you didn't have doppelganger land, the wish would be just like a blip of an episode. There's no consequences to it. Mm-hmm. You see an alternate reality where Buffy didn't come to Sunnydale. Everyone's dead. It's very dark. You then see vampire Willow, vampire Xander get killed. You see Buffy get killed. Like it's bleak. And yeah. so to have doppelganger land as like vampire Willow comes back, it's like funny and like goofy, but she also still dies. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect bookend. Mm-hmm. And especially at the introduction of Anya, it's like chef's kiss. Totally agree. Amends, Amends. is useless if not for introducing the first. Well, yeah, Jenny it's, it's like the, the only like Christmas episode of Buffy that we get, basically. <laughs> I mean, I think, and, I think there's, go ahead, sorry. I, no, we just have to talk about the baby bangs. Oh my God. Episode. They, they come and they go like, how, like, how do they appear and then disappear like that? Well, I'm pretty sure around this time is when like SMG was doing a lot of film work. Mm-hmm. Like I know she filmed, I think she filmed Scream 2 in between seasons one and two of Buffy, which yeah. is why she came back on season two of Buffy with short hair. Mm-hmm. And I have to assume she was doing like Simply Irresistible or like sure. with the magic crab, like something around sure. this time. Maybe I know you did last summer or some something where mm-hmm. the baby bangs were relevant or maybe she just was giving Courtney Cox inspiration for scream three, but it's also like it's, it's truly they're so small that they're sort of like just baby hairs that could just be like pushed back into your regular hair and, and sort of we, we pretend they are not there. I mean, she might as well have like plucked out her eyelashes and just like (laughs) done to the front of her wig. Like might as well. hundred percent. Um, Gingerbread, I I just hate. I love it. It's I, so uh, stupid. I mean, moo. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> so dumb. I, it's one of those episodes I, I kind of put in the same category as Killed by Death, which I know you also don't like. Hate so much. But I watched it as a child when I was watching the show, and I found both those episodes really scary. I find them scary. I just so, think they make me feel bad. Like they, yeah. I just don't feel. I don't feel joy watching them. No, you get Amy the Rat out of that. So I guess there's something. Helpless, I think, Love. is very underrated. <laughs> Bitch, that, that's what I was going to say. I think yeah. that Helpless is the most underrated episode for me this season because it furthers along the relationship between Buffy and Giles in a way that is yeah. so poignant. Absolutely. And when Giles gets fired from the council and when they tell her, tell him that, like, like you have like a father's love for her. Like, oh my God. I, I literally can't, I, that scene makes me cry. I can't watch it. I mean, it makes I mean, me I, like, no, I love legs. watching it. I'm like, come on, daddy. I know, daddy. <laughs> um, and I, and I think in general, the, um, the storyline of, of Buffy, uh, really bucking the council's traditions is mm-hmm. underrated in general. Like it's yeah. the most, it's one of the more poignant metaphors of like really, dismantling the patriarchy and we don't get a lot of it. Like I think another, I mean, checkpoint in season five is mm-hmm. such an excellent episode. And I mm-hmm. look forward to, to talking about that more, but like, I think that the council is always very much operating in the background and they, the show doesn't do a ton to like really flesh out what they do or like, there's just so many logistics surrounding, okay, you, you the council is employing, 30 watchers, but they can't fucking pay Buffy. Like she has to get a job at a fast food joint when she's the literal chosen one. Yeah. Like, what, what are we what doing? What are those watchers doing? Like, just, like what are you doing? Their butts are just like, mm, like British. she's been, she's, she's, she's the slayer for fully seven years. Like you, you're not, who are you training? Like you, it's going to be fine. Anyway. <laughs> Great app. Great this, yes. app. The Zeppo we talked we, we about as well, I think is, is so fun. Pretty fun. Xander's peak. 
I agree. And it's only downhill from here. Yeah, it truly is. <laughs> Bad girls we touched on. Hot. So hot. Consequences we touched mm-hmm. on. Doppelgangland. Doppelgangland. All, all really great love. episodes. Enemies. I I love because I just love some good, just like cheesy editing. Yep. When Angel says, or sorry, when uh, Faith says, like, I like, I guess I'm like the best actor, and it was like second best, and that slow mo shot of like, and like yes. her hair is just like <laughs> bouncing back, and she's like, fuck. Oh, I love no, I I love them like getting just just a just a sneaky little plan like Oof. i love a sneaky little Oof. plan <laughs> and especially when we get xander gets punched in the face perfect perfect um we talked about earshot mm-hmm. great up really also an underrated moment highly recommend choices yeah whatever. It's, there's nothing for me <laughs> uh the prom the prom I, is important in terms of it i think like putting the kibosh on angel and i agree i enjoy the prom and has been mentioned when she gets the class protector award it's and 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 we'll talk up this is this is interesting well something we'll talk about more jonathan in this season yes so you get how was he allowed at prom two days later like two episodes later really good point he brought well, a sniper also, to school but also people were people would have seen the prom without have, having seen earshot so then there's also not the through line of what is jo- like what relationship to Jonathan and Buffy even have? Like, why is he talking about her like this? But it's so it's so interesting because he is yeah he he and Buffy really have this connection in that season because of earshot and then he you know giving her the award and the next time we see him he's a little fucking dickhead. Like mm-hmm. I think the the I mean well we have Superstar which is like sort of a blip but yeah. I think like him returning in season 6 as part of the trio really doesn't make sense with the mm-hmm. character that they set up. I don't think there's any reason that Jonathan would have been involved in that situation. And we can talk about that more when we get to season I, 6. I think they truly thought they wanted to have this like um red herring villains mm-hmm. to be characters we've seen before. And they were like there's not that many options and they probably just like really liked danny strong i mean and i get that <laughs> so i think they were like let's give him some and danny strong let's give him a gig is making more money than anyone yeah of yeah. the buffy alums Joke, jokes on everyone so good for you um and then of course mm-hmm. graduation day right um graduation day part two i believe going through imdb has the highest rating the wish mm-hmm. is very close behind doppelgangland is tied oh is it with graduation part two? Okay, I, I'll accept that. Yeah, I mean, as we discussed and we'll continue to discuss, the show nails a season finale mm-hmm. every single time. Oh, oh, it never there is fails. Not a bad season finale. Never of fails. This entire series. I mean, unless you count like I mean, season four, Restless. Is, I love Restless. I mean, I love Restless, but I it's it's a coda. It's really not like yeah. if you talk about the actual way that they end season four, it's, it's pretty, primeval. pretty bad. Yeah. like boom. it's. I mean, it's, it's fine. Yeah. It's like fine. whatever. Um, Buffy has like full on jaundiced eyes and like whatever. Right. Um, uh, all right. I mean, there's literally so much more that we could talk about in this course, season, but, but we've been talking for a long time. So before we go, we've, I'm, I'm going to, continue to make you participate in this game that I've created called high stakes. So these are just some random, like hard questions that I have uh, written down for season three. So actually we already have kind of talked about this. I have written down, you can add one more faith centric episode. What happens Mm -hmm. in it and what do we learn about her? Definitely about her background backstory, hundred percent story and, and, or I would also accept 
an episode that includes more so why she would go to the mayor and like how the mayor and i think that those could be grooming her yeah i think that those could be one episode because i think Mm -hmm. you could have an episode where you see her relationship forming with the mayor and maybe maybe we get some flashbacks like maybe we get maybe we find out a little bit more about what happened at home like i think that would really help me personally with her character in general i couldn't agree more um all right one's gotta go band candy the wish and doppelgangland I mean, I feel like you have to say band candy because you can't have the other. Yeah, I like, yeah. You were you were talking about how like the wish and doppelgangerland are so important different. as a two parter. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I mean, but if we don't have band candy, then we don't have Daddy Ripper, and that is yeah, that, that's tough. That is tough, <laughs> but I'm willing to let that go for the for the arc. All right. Okay. Yeah, Sophie's choice. <laughs> All right. The Angel spinoff doesn't exist. Ooh. Do you keep Angel around as a character th- for the rest of Buffy or let him exit the show when he does? I think you let him exit. Mm-hmm. And then you bring him back. I obviously think you let him exit and we you never, never see him again. <laughs> <laughs> I love the coda of his arc at the end of season seven. No, I do too. I, and I, I, but I, I think him leaving at the end of season three did wonders for Buffy's art. It did. I'm really glad that he leaves. And I actually think that his, his reoccurrences on the show are really, really important. Like you see him come back Mm -hmm. in pangs. Um, You got a little follow up of that on angel. Mm -hmm. Buffy goes to LA to see him and you got this kind of like, we're broken up. Like you can't like be a part of my life in this way. Yeah. I mean, I have like such, you know, like that like emoji with, Oh yeah, the, the pleading the, emoji, yeah, the bottom emoji. Uh huh. Um, when he comes back after Joyce dies, like and forever, yeah, and forever, like that's yeah. like such an amazing. I moment. agree. Like, like there are things that like they establish this connection of they will always be in each other's lives in this like very very visceral important way, but that they're just on different paths. Yeah, so I would say let him go only because. I don't think there was anything more they could do with them beyond like have them just like getting together. That's exactly what I was going to say is I feel like they really play out that relationship to its fullest extent because Mm -hmm. they get them together quickly. Like they get together basically in like, like, you know, episode six or seven of the, of the entire series. We have them together and happy for a while. We then have angel losing his soul and we have them as enemies for a while. Then we get him back and, you know, we have there, there is sort of that closure of what happened, like them dealing with what happened and realizing like they like have to move on. And I think it allows both of them to grow so much as characters. I also think what this show in general does so well. And I was thinking about this specifically to the relationship of Xander and Cordelia is that nowadays, especially in like longer running TV shows, you have this a lot of like, Will they, won't they, will they get back? Like you have characters getting back together and breaking up, getting back together, mm-hmm. breaking up, getting with other people, getting back together, breaking up. And the show doesn't really do that. Like maybe the most volatile is Buffy and Spike. Right. And I, well, well, I guess you do have like, like every character, like couple gets back together and breaks up, but not in the same way of this, like, oh, will they, won't they? Like, what's Yeah, it's happen? not a will they, won't they. What I really appreciate about with, with Xander and Cordelia is that Xander cheats on Cordelia and she says, nope. Yeah deuces mm-hmm. not doing this mm-hmm. and like it just feels like more realistic i agree 
Then yeah. Like, oh, we're in going into like season 47 of Grey's Anatomy. Like, yeah. How I'm, can we I'm still tired. Like, use like same relationships fresh? <laughs> and last thing I'll say is that, you know, I make a lot of jokes about how I don't really like Angel as a character. But a lot of that also is I don't like Angel with Buffy that much. Like yeah. he's a much more likable, nuanced and interesting character on the series of Angel because when he's with, with Buffy, he's so sort of weepy, like very whiny, dramatic, very serious. And he's allowed to have a lot more fun on Angel. And I think a lot of that has to do with them not being together just because mm-hmm. their their arc is so dramatic like their relationship is you know at a hundred percent all the time totally and i think that that can get very tiring 100 (laughs) percent. okay um last one and this is this is sort of tough i don't have an answer yet you get to give the writing staff a do-over you choose one episode from the season that you would like to give notes on in other words what episode would you like to see rewritten with the same premise but with a better execution oh um does that make sense? Totally. I think that this goes back to your first question. I think I would say consequences. Yeah. And have them rewrite it to give a little, or I guess consequences or uh, enemies. To yeah. give Faith a little more nuance and depth and mm-hmm. give a little more backstory to like why she is made these choices. And, <laughs> LOL. <laughs> that was unintentional. <laughs> and I think, yeah, in general, I think we just needed more actual consequences mm-hmm. there's a she, faith doesn't have that many consequences for her actions or I mean, maybe she does would, go to prison she barely yeah <laughs> um or i would maybe i would rewrite bad girls so that they could fuck Ooh. well honestly if this show were on today buffy, yeah buffy and faith would absolutely 100 like th- whenever a show that is about literal vampires that have been alive for hundreds of years but they're like but mm there's still, it's still a binary and everyone is still either gay or straight. It's just like, okay. We've said this, there's definitive proof, proof (laughs) that Angel and Spike have fucked. And we love that. And we think about it often. Yeah. And we would like to see it. Have I read many a fanfic about it? Of course. Of course. As you should. Um, (laughs) Okay. So that's everything for me. (laughs) 15 year old me. It was, was bleak when my parents like blocked like all porn on the internet. Oh Back no! Day, you do that. You could like literally like block. Maybe Babe. you still can. I'm sure you can't. I'm can. so sorry. Um, oh, we were doing badass bitch of the season. Ooh yes. Um, I'm gonna go on a limb here, and I'm gonna say Cordelia. I love that. Again, I'm going to go back to what I said before, mm-hmm. which is I think that this is the season that she really holds her ground, mm-hmm. and we see a very, very like integrated into the group truly for the first time Cordelia Mm -hmm. and also where she's like not going to put up with anyone's bullshit. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciate that. And I feel like this is the season that she's the most fully fleshed out and written. well. I agree. And the fact that also she gets to like, I mean, as you know, I have some certain feelings about her arc on angel. I think this is like her peak, like still in like her very like Cordelia esque bitchiness and cattiness and, tactlessness mm-hmm. but also like so human oh okay okay oh oh yes baby uh, yes tell me <laughs> the moment i think it's in helpless mm-hmm. when buffy finds out that angel nope 
that Giles has given her injection to lose her powers. Right. And she's like flipping out at him and Cordelia walks in like, blah, 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 blah. and then she's like, <laughs> Cordelia, can you just, can you drive me home? Uh-huh. And she has a moment of just like, of course. Yeah. It's just like, I get, yeah, I, got, I just like, got chills. <laughs> you, you see this like humanity in her in mm-hmm. this season, I think in a way you don't in others. Mm-hmm. That is so important. And also like, I mean, she and Xander were doomed from the beginning, but when he buys her that prom dress, I know just like, it's just like very like, I know when they, di- they dipped sweet. a toe into trying to tell us that Cordelia was having money problems and they were like, we don't really have time for it, but this is it's going on. Yeah. She's poor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, I think that's, I think that is the correct answer just to say something different and not say Buffy again. This is interesting because I feel like it's really not her season, but I'll say Willow. That was my second choice. Because I think when you yeah. look back on it, especially we've talked about episodes like The Wish and Doppelgangland, where you start to really see Willow forming into who she will become. And, you know, not only learning more about her powers, but also exploring this darkness a little bit mm-hmm. um, and exploring what will become her queer identity, even though she, she doesn't know yet. I do love in Doppelgangland. Or is it in the wish or in in Doppelgangland, which she says, I think I'm a little gay about Mm -hmm. her vampire self. Um, And this is something we'll explore more of later, but there is this idea in the Buffyverse and Angel, I think even says it, that who you are as a person bleeds into who you are as a vampire. In Doppelgangland. I think he does say it, yeah. And and she like sort of doesn't hear him and he's, he's never mind. Never mind. I love that. Because, and we'll talk about that much more with, you know, who... Angel was as a person who Spike was as a person and how I think that affects their ability to what the type of vampire they are anyway. Um, but yeah, uh, Willow has a lot of fun this season and she she, there's much more to come from her, but she's got a shorter haircut. She looks patience. She looks really great. Really hot as vampire Willow and fuzzy hats, but yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I think, I think yeah. we've covered everything we're going to cover. Um, so. uh, once again, just as a reminder, we're doing we're doing sort of an eight episode season here. So we've got one episode coming out per season of Buffy, and then we're going to finish it out with more of like a Q and A discussion episode about the whole series. So if you do have any questions for us, feel free to you know DM us at RWF Podcast. Um, or email us at rwfpodcast at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, as always, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we love doing this. Yes. <laughs> it could go on forever. Absolutely. But, but chant and won't for the sake of your time. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I think we're done. Yeah. Um, all right. Thank you guys so much, and we'll we'll talk to you yeah. soon. Bye, Bye bitches. bitches.